what it is! How's it going everybody? Today we're going to be talking about Nicktoons. We're doing a whole cartoon retrospective about some of our favorite cartoons coming from Nickelodeon. We're going to talk about all the things from the nostalgia, from the classics, to the new age classics. Talk about our favorite moments and least favorite moments. We're going to talk about the whole thing. So if you want to hear what we have to say, sit back, relax, grab a snack, grab a beverage, and listen on in to the first ones to die. Welcome to the First Ones to Die podcast. My name is Jonathan, and we hope you're having a great week. I am here with lovely co-hosts, Alex and Jerome. How are you guys doing today? Alex, how you doing? I'm trying to figure out where to put my... Sorry, like, I'm actually sitting at an angle right now, because uh, I've oh. been re resetting up my desk, because uh, I'm going to get to work from home for a few days. Super excited. But everything's just off kilter just a little bit. So I like have to lean a certain way because uh, I haven't adjusted anything properly. I've just been getting put in to set up. Um, <laughs> so it's been, it's been a busy week for me and kind of tiring, but it's still good. And I'm si- excited to work from home. I'm super excited not to have to drive every single day. Um, and also today I changed the battery in my car. So I'm very happy and proud I did that. My sister did. Wait, are you working from yeah. home every day from now on? So right now it's going to be two days out of the week. Um, but thankfully it's like Monday and Friday. So I don't have to drive into. Th- so that's nice. Um, so that'll be a nice adjustment because I am not a morning person. You guys have seen me in the morning. I'm just not very talkative and kind of th- think about that at work too. I just tend to just like fly under everybody's radar until about 10 um because just i just i'm not a nice person in the morning it's not that i'm not nice i'm just tired (laughs) that's it (laughs) but uh yeah i'm excited about that but yeah everything's now just a little bit angled weirdly right now so i'm like as am i in like i have to tilt a little bit like to my side it's just weird just everything's off enough and that's bothering me. But how have your guys' week been? How you doing? How you doing, Jerome? Uh, life's uh, kicking me around right now. Uh, first, uh-huh. first Lance Reddick got took from us. R.I.P. to Lance Reddick. Oh, yes. Incredible actor. Um, yeah. I hope his family's doing all right. Uh, that was definitely like a legit surprise this week. <laughs> Um, to just, at 60 and they said natural causes and it's like yeah they say natural causes but they're not sure what exactly so um they'll well, probably get times, more news about it later this week a lot of times when they do say week. natural causes uh they just mean there's like no foul like, play right like a medical yeah it, it was probably mm-hmm. either a medical thing or an accident but it's i mean basically yeah natural death usually is like there's no foul play so well they say that he um was on the like press tour for John Wick 4 and then uh but in one of the engagements he was supposed to be at he decided uh he to stay home uh but for no particular reason he didn't share so i'm wondering if maybe he wasn't feeling well the day before and then when he was home 
like that was that was it um regardless great man great actor uh sad to see him go uh if you want to honor him watch the wire that's his uh that was his breakout uh role on that show so um and then uh we didn't get to talk about last week but the little mermaid trailer is out the full trailer now officially and uh, it looks is as mediocre re- as everyone thought it was. <laughs> would be. I don't think it looks mediocre. Actually, I would. Yes, fight it that. does. I don't think it so. looks so mediocre. The music sounds I great. The music sounds beautiful. I can't wait to hear the music. You know, for Disney but... and all its racism and the way it handles things, and like the mediocre films that it puts out now, and the horrible storytelling. Their music is always bomb. You can never say anything bad about Disney's music. And even well, they have Ellie Bailey. Like, yeah, yeah. like well, the music is going to be good. Even the racist, you know, songs from back in the day, well, they got a little kick to them. Ouch. They're offensive and awful, but like you can still kind of move to them. But it's like it just looks like Sebastian looks terrible because I know, like, because they wanted him to look like a regular crab, but then I'm sure in their mind they realized, oh yeah, regular crabs have very tiny eyes. Like, it's on stocks, but there's, like, very small eyes. So then they made his eyes look like cartoon sticks. Sick he looks like Mr. Krabs. But if Mr. Krabs was a real crab, that's what he looks like. And it looks terrible. <laughs> you should have just given him the regular eyes. The rest of him looks like a regular crab. Why would you not make all of him look like a regular crab? I don't understand. And on Is top of that, pro- again, same complaint. Where's the color? All of this movie is muted. <laughs> they got Halle Bailey. Okay, we got people Halle of color Bailey in is dark. Like Halle Bailey is brown skinned, and she looked like she need lotion because the entire show, oh, the entire movie, no, is muted. No, we, we we ain't gonna put disrespect on the Little Mermaid before it even comes out. Okay. Yes, we will. Reserve this your judgment for when it, it hits theaters. All right. <laughs> Why is Javier Bardem her father? Y'all couldn't get another black man to be the father Have of this black mermaid? Have you watched Cinderella, the Brandy Cinderella? She, yeah, the and that was also was colorism, Filipino. racism too, holding the Brandy's prince, parents back. <laughs> the prince was Filipino and Whoopi Goldberg and um, what's his name? <laughs> the white dude was his parents. So you, you not don't even remember. Tell That's how much he didn't make an impact. You know who would have made an impact? No. Denzel Washington or, or or Lawrence Fishburne or I don't know who else would have been in that role, but definitely somebody who's not I James Earl Jones. James like he just Jones said Denzel Washington. <laughs> I feel they like still he said Denzel had a Washington. Child. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking? The point First is, Brand- Little Brandy Mermaid had black parents. Is- is is looking like it's gonna be yet another middle of the road Disney live action remake to me. All right, Victor Garber. Well, Sorry, yeah, Victor Garber on. is his name. Victor Garber <laughs> is his name. Is this is this like legitimately? I need to watch this trailer. Is this a like? Is this flounder? Is I that what so. he looks like? Maybe. Or is that just a normal? Is that just a fish? Or is I honestly that, is wasn't that just a fish? To flounder. Cause like I saw the crab one and yeah, it looks like a crab, but like, is that, did they do that to like, yeah, they're just a, just a fish. it would look even weirder. And we would have even more complaints if they had an actual animated fish in the film. You know what they should have done? Not made this movie. <laughs> I mean, he, both of you movie. have great points. <laughs> And yes, that is flounder, by the way. That is, that is what oh. it looks like. They could have, like, 
colored a fish Just or something. Make Treasure Planet! You've got the money and the time. <laughs> make Treasure Planet. Or make Atlantis. I still have to watch Treasure Planet. Um, I, I should watch that this weekend. I should give that a go. How about you, Jonathan? How's your week going oh, other I'm than the Little Mermaid? Wait a minute. One last oh, thing. No. Also, <laughs> I uh, just do it. Okay. No, the only nice, uh, although the good thing, I was uh, at the, mostly because I was working there, but I was at the pre- premiere opening of the Hidden Worlds Like Exhibit at the Museum of Pop Culture. So if you live in the Seattle area, come check it out. It's a exhibit dedicated to showing off um, all of the cool like puppetry and stop motion work that goes into making all the Leica films. So uh, for those who don't know what Leica films are, uh, the films like Kubo and the Two Strings, Coraline, uh, Box Trolls, Paranorman, like Wasn't, the, uh, those Book movies. No, that was... No. Oh, that was computer. No, Book of Life's animated. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but yeah, come check it out uh and see um some of the, you get to see some of the puppets up close. You can't touch them or nothing, but you get to see them like in glass boxes <laughs> in some of their sets and stuff like that. I was at the opening party. Funny enough, ran into Cleo Thomas. Oh wow. At the opening party, got yeah. a picture with him. That was really cool. Uh he's a nice guy. Um I was I was working, so I didn't get a chance to like really like have a conversation or nothing. <laughs> but um, but still, go check out Hidden yeah. Worlds if you get a chance. It's gonna be here till like next year, so you got plenty of time um, to make a trip over to the Museum of Pop Culture. Check it out; it's fun. It looks good. Um, yeah. All right, that was my last thing. <laughs> okay, I'm glad we ended on a on a good note. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my week was cool too. Uh, it went by pretty fast. On Wednesday, I went to a Survivor watch party. Bryson Wynn presents. Um, they're two former players who host watch parties for Survivor like every single week. Right now, they're doing a tour and they're going to a different city every single week. Uh, there were a whole bunch of Survivor players there, a whole bunch of just reality TV players. Uh, or uh, former contestants there. Uh, some of the Netflix shows, Perfect Match, which I've been into. Um, and uh, funny enough, <laughs> uh, Devin Werkheiser, Ned from Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide, was there. Mm-hmm. And um, oh. <laughs> yeah, we talked to him for a minute. I got a picture with him. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> never thought I would I would meet uh, Ned from Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. And find out that he was that's a survivor that fan. guy you took a picture with i couldn't figure yeah. out who the white man was <laughs> with the beard yeah 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 i was looking at that photo i'm like i recognized him enough where i'm like i thought i was like maybe he's like been on survivor and like that's why i'm like recognizing him or like maybe he's he's been on something and i like knew enough but i didn't like try to google it and i was like he's somebody and i know he's somebody yeah my friend it's so f- yeah oh go ahead no, no, go, no, I'm good. I was just going to say, my friend pointed him out. I wouldn't have noticed him because he, he saw like the side of him or like the back of his head. He's like, that's Devin Werkheiser. And I'm like, oh, snap. And of course, I had to talk to him. So, um, yeah. So that was that, that was fun. That was a highlight of my week. That's really cool. I love that. I love that moment where you get to meet somebody that you're not fully aware who they are and then like things come kind of a weird way things like come rushing back 
and especially with people who you know them from when they're their older work when they're younger right like i said it sticks in your mind like i know who they are and i'm super aware and i have this feeling of like i'm a i'm excited to see you but i don't know why right like i think it's really cool that i'm seeing you but who are you alex what celebrity did you meet this week right (laughs) you met cheddar i have barely been around i cheddar is dick All right, he's been, he's he keeps waking me up at four o'clock. He tricked me this week. He got he finally did it where I served him two breakfasts. So all that time of waking me up at four a.m. and sleep depriving me, he got it. He won. He got his second breakfast. <laughs> that one at four a.m. and then at six a.m. and I was like, "You sneaky little bastard." <laughs> so nice. Well, Nancy Classified School Survival Guide was on Nickelodeon. And speaking of Nickelodeon, today's episode is Nicktoons, inspired by our episode last week where we reviewed Rugrats in Paris and we kind of talked about, you know, Rugrats and Nickelodeon in general. Uh, We thought it would be fun to reminisce, uh, take a look back, be nostalgic, uh, and watch some old Nicktoons and talk about it. I remember the one... I, I was going to pitch to uh that wasn't on, that's not on Paramount Plus and it's a shame El Tigre that was the one I was gonna I was gonna have you guys watch. oh my god we should have watched that a new yeah. one too it's a no no that came out in like the two thousands oh mm-hmm. uh, what? the Book of Life crew actually uh, or at least the the art the art director the um or the concept artist one of the two somebody who did all the designs for El Tigre is the person who did the designs for Book of Life actually. Um, I will say with LT Great, I think it's it is early two thousands. When we're talking about like classic Nickelodeon cartoons, where is that time framing? Like what years? Because I, I know it's like, like, call it like, like 90s to like two thousand six or seven. For my my um Aaron Sandra and Craig passed that? It is, but we didn't say this was a classic Nicktoons episode. We just said this was a Nicktoons <laughs> episode. Yeah, because I started thinking about it when I was watching Danny Phantom, uh, which was the show, I, one of the shows I picked. Was I was like, when was this show actually airing? I'm like, it feels like a newer one, but then it was from that was 2007. Well, it started in 2004, but uh, ran through uh, 2000. Yeah, t- no, 2007. It ended in yeah. 2007. It started oh, it in 2004. In June. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Then I got that mixed up. But yeah, Danny Phantom, uh, when I was watching the other cartoons, and I don't know it's because... Okay, and thanks, Jerome, for picking two fucking pilot episodes. Um, after <laughs> I literally said... <laughs> I literally said on the last one as we were leaving, I don't like pilot episodes. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't <laughs> roll bad. with those. You're gonna watch them. And then Jerome well, straight one, up is like, but, you know. hey, here's two. So and basically, plus, I didn't think you could make it through for, an actual regular Invader Zim episode. For, <laughs> for I barely the, made it during this one. Right. God. For the audience, uh, we this week, we sent each other three episodes of different Nicktoons. We all chose different Nicktoons uh, for each other to watch this week. And we all failed watching them completely. <laughs> That's but not we true. failed as a group. I watched almost all of them. I, Same. Technically, 
That's I, all the only one I didn't watch. The Sanjay, only one I didn't watch was Danny. Sanjay Danny and Craig King. is the only one I didn't watch, but technically I did you watch, watch it just with my eyes closed. Hey, you missed a good one too. <laughs> Y'all both owe me Sanjay and Craig, okay? Whatever, you owe me Danny Phantom then. <laughs> I watched 15 <laughs> minutes of it, and it was a 50 minute of episode. Of a 49 <laughs> minute episode, Jonathan, that's barely watching it. <laughs> this is just like Arcania. Arcane. That now you're just on purpose, just saying like I completely have, wrong the name. The fact that you are just now <laughs> understanding that I'm doing this on purpose says that it must have been bothering you pretty badly. I mean, you <laughs> say a lot I, of r- words wrong, Alex. Right? <laughs> I that's actually that's actually that's actually pretty fair. Yeah, no, I do. Uh, I listen to like because I I am aware you're that like I do, this, especially when I'm editing. Is- you're like the episode. <laughs> what just happened right now is like the episode of SpongeBob where Plankton's roasting this whole entire family, and then and then Plankton gets to the grandma and he's like, "Yeah, grandma, you should go lie in a hole somewhere." And she's like, "You're probably right." That was Alex right now. <laughs> she's like, "To be fair, you." I'm like, I know what I do, and I like, and I hear myself do it sometimes. Okay, I can catch myself. But other times I'm just talking, it goes too fast. And I think there was like, even a, there was a TikTok, like somebody called me out on it one time because I said Star Trek. So I said Star Trek. <laughs> but I just kept talking and like, yeah, I know what I said afterwards. <laughs> so, but, like, um, fair. Yeah, we all chose three episodes. I chose uh, the first episode of Invader Zim, first episode of Chalk Zone, and the first episode of the fifth season. Of uh, all grown up as my episodes. Uh, yeah. And I chose uh, Sanjay and Craig, season one, episode three, which nobody watched. I also chose Hey Arnold's <laughs> season one, episode 19, and Rocket Power, season one, episode. Here, I have a question for y'all, actually, real quick. How did y'all pick y'all's episodes, like by number and like season? Cause all like most of them were wrong. I didn't know they were either normally no, like an episode right. of uh, no yours weren't. Your like Sanjay and Craig and Hey Arnold were right. There's one that was uh, I forget the other one right now. Rocket Power. Rocket Power was wrong. <laughs> well, I, I gave literally you just full googled titles. mine. Yeah, so I googled mine with a list because without them, I would have definitely watched the wrong episodes. No, Alex's were wrong. Because Alex was just all the way wrong on it. <laughs> I literally use like whatever episode, whatever website I found. I don't even know anymore. No, you just like that. Okay, that explains it. So I'm like, y'all, you clearly didn't go to Paramount Plus no, to look at these. I looked, on, I looked on Wikipedia. They don't because Paramount Plus had a different order than some of the episodes. Paramount Plus didn't even list the Danny Phantom episode as its title. They just listed it as Danny Phantom. On mine, at you least. Know, yeah, on streaming sites, they do that because there's a couple of so, uh, shows that I wa- Go to the wiki. The wiki always has the best information. Everybody know that. You got to go to the Danny Phantom wiki to find out what episodes are what. That's what I did, and I was right on the money every time. <laughs> That's because you chose the pilots, okay? No, I'm talking about Alex's one. episodes. There is no Look, season three, I... episode 22. Do you literally pick <laughs> episode, season four, episode one? <laughs> I, I know, it's not even 22 episodes. I literally, I literally Googled shit. I just Googled it. I didn't go to any credible website. I was I, like, I okay, scrolled, whatever. I scrolled down when I, the, for the, right? the fairly odd episodes. I scrolled down. Yeah, I was like, what, it's 21 episodes. episodes. 
There's not even I openly admit I put no effort into actually finding the proper season. I was like, I'll trust this website. It's fine. Like, if not, there's the title. The guys are smart enough to find it. No big deal. And honestly, I didn't even look at the season and like episode when I was looking for my own shows. I was like, Miss Dimsdale, and that's how I searched for it anyway. So I was like, I, yeah, See, I didn't think about it. That's why I picked pilots, because it was easy in for all, you to find. <laughs> no, <laughs> bullshit. You picked pilots to aggravate me. And in my defense, in my defense, there is an Adderall, a national Adderall shortage. So I can, I have only so much focus on things. You can only expect so much out of me right now. It's all right. But. The true crime here is that I had to watch Invader Zim. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. Y'all and, oh, really? Quick, show. Really right. quick. Wait, really quick. Let me tell what I picked. <laughs> okay. My phone will reopen. I closed it in anger. No, I didn't. Uh, so I picked. I won't say. I guess my seasons and episodes because I messed them up. Uh, <laughs> Fairly Odd Parents, Miss Dimsdale, and Danny Phantom: The Ultimate Enemy. I actually didn't. I forgot that that was a movie because I was looking up episodes to kind of remind myself. Um, so it's technically a two-parter. It wasn't like the movie; it was a two-parter. And the Wild Thornberries, uh, Nigel knows best. So those were the episodes I had. Yeah, picked. Well, um, but let's gonna, go to bashing we'll go to in Zader Ultimate, When we get to Ultimate Enemy, yeah, I was, uh, I'll, we'll get to it. But yeah, um, yeah, I love, I loved rewatching this again. It reminded me of what I used to, what I loved about cartoons back then, where it was at that age. By the time Invader Zim came out, I love how fast paced it is. The show kind of just moves. And it doesn't. Although I will say, I was like, I didn't realize how much Inva- how much Invader Zim screams the entire show. <laughs> he screams a lot for a yeah. lot of the show. Um, but I I love the creativity and stuff. Which that show was created by. Um, I got to look up his name, but it's the same guy who did the comic book uh, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. And uh, so it's it's a really. It did feel very. It did feel very. I don't think I've. I, think, I don't think I've ever seen an episode of Invaders in, and it it's that's where the art style I mostly comes from. Is a like friend forcing you know. me to watch it. Like I came over to her house and she's like, "We gotta watch it," and like I was like, "Sure, whatever," <laughs> but. And I didn't like yeah, Jonan uh, Jonan Vasquez, I think is his name, but he does a lot of really dark like comic books and stuff. And so the fact that he got this show made and greenlit is kind of crazy. Well, around it was like early two thousands, right? Uh, where Insider Zim came out, there were like weirder shows coming out. I feel like at that time they were more darker. They felt more like the teenager age of cartoons. Like, you had the 90s where they were really simple, like Chalk Zone, Doug, uh, SpongeBob, and then they got into, like, their teenage years. Um, like, later episodes of Fairly Odd Parents, uh, Invader Zim, trying to think of other ones. Um, I was just looking at all of them, too. Just, like, Dan- Danny Phantom, too, where they just, like, dealt with more life issues mm-hmm. than the other cartoons did. And they did less hidden messages. Like, the message, the life lesson of the episode was more put out there and in print. Like, the episode with Danny Phantom and bullying. It's it's heavily implied that that, the ghost originally did end his own life, in a way, because of the bullying. It was Mm. so heavily applied in that particular episode. And just everything like that was just 
I felt like a lot more darker in that area. Well, it says here, um, well, at least on the Wikipedia page anyway, it says uh, prior to the creation of Invader Zim, Nickelodeon desired a series to suit its 11 to 15 year old demographic. Nickelodeon producer Mary Harrington was searching for something that had a similar edge to the Ren and Stimpy show when she came across a comic book called Johnny the Homicidal Maniac and was impressed with the art style and character designs in the series. Harrington contacted the creator of uh, the comic, then 22-year-old John, uh, Jonan Vasquez, who had zero experience in animation at the time, and asked him if he would like to pitch an animated series to Nickelodeon. Vasquez accepted the offer. And then so made, they reached out to him. Movie. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's it's... It's it's just one of those shows where it's just like it's so creative and interesting. But that's again, that's my other thing is like I'm surprised. I still to this day I'm surprised that Nickelodeon is the one that picked this show up because of how I like because the pilot is rather tame compared to where the show goes because and it almost feels like Jonah Basque as the creator like wanted to test the waters with the pilot to see what he could get away with because like. Uh, to see if they would even go for it because late there's an episode and i was gonna pick it but i was like i don't know this might seem a little too gross there's an episode where um now that you guys have seen the pilot where zim dib tells zim that he knows he's not alien because he has x-ray goggles and zim doesn't have any organs like human organs so he's like i'm gonna prove to the world that you're an alien because you don't have any human organs so zim literally goes around the school stealing kids organs <laughs> To the point where he's like fat. He's like obese with just a series of organs. There's one part where he spits out an intestine and then sucks it back up like a spaghetti noodle. And it's like, this is a kid's cartoon. And we're watching this green alien essentially uh, steal organs from children. But it's like, that's that's the that's Invader Zim. And there's tons of episodes that are dark like that. And it's interesting that nickelodeon was like not only we're going to keep this on it's going to keep it on for multiple seasons well don't keep anything it's getting ratings yes and similarly sanjay and craig is also very (laughs) is also very look i'm gonna be mentioned this is this is this is the result of your actions okay It's just the way you yes. mentioned it. Nothing led up to Sanjay and Craig in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're, it's a it very, just kind of weird. It's a very like grotesque kind of show, um, and it's very dumb. But it's very dumb in a way that it's smart because it is so dumb. The show is so dumb and stupid that it, in a way, it's kind of smart. Um, like you think this show can't get any dumber that it becomes smart. You kind of think, why is this on a children's television network? The children of our future, the the youth of our future are not going to benefit at all from this show. But in a way, that's the beauty of it because it is funny, it is smart. The animation is great. I enjoy the animation. And now I want to watch more Sanjay and Craig on Paramount Plus. Yes. Uh, I, also, what you mean guys, you're you're amazed that something so dumb would be on an animated network? Tons of like tons of cartoons that come out currently are really dumb and get on a on a cartoon or they on are, a network but of some If kind. you watch Sanjay and Craig, it is next level dumb. Watch it. It it is so dumb. I already it's see good. a still from it, so whoop. 
I mean, that man has giant calves. Like, what's going on there? <laughs> yes. Ah, There's see, an this- episode where they try to get, like, giant calves. And this even the snake has, like, a giant calf. I, I yeah. Yeah. That's, anyway, back that to like, so so what like Jonathan? Uh, what like is Alex has seen Invader Zim and didn't like it originally? What do you think watching your first time watching Invader Zim? Well, I had remembered watching like I remember watch. I don't remember anything about it, but I remember seeing it in pieces as a kid. Um, I don't smoke, but I thought I was high the whole episode. Um, <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Ironically, I did watch this episode sober. Okay. And still hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Wanna put it out there. I did try sober. Um, I just thought it was it was weird. Once they once he got to Earth, I was like, okay, yeah. I, I'm kind of digging this. Um, but it was very weird. And I could but I could one hundred percent see a group of people and I like enjoying it. I could see it having a fan base. I could. This was definitely, and it is what it. It you can tell what it is. Uh, a cult favorite show. Mm-hmm. These are the people who love the show far too much, <laughs> and are like, "I love Insider." Like, cool man. Like, I don't like it. How do you not like it? Chill, man. Just not my style. Not my. Not my thing. Like, I feel like not saying you are Jerome, but like that's what this like show felt like it was going to create. Definitely, where it's like. The intensity. I was like, this, yeah. And I also remember that girl from high high school. I forget her name. Um, I guess we weren't that good of friends, apparently. She was just crazy about it. You know, she had the like stuff. What they're not stuffed animals. What what are they called when they're like characters? Stuffed character toys. Oh, plushies. Um, yeah, plushies. There we go. She had the plushies of it, and she's like, This is girl, and this is it. It was like, okay, cool. Girl was creepy looking in that dog costume, by the way. I didn't like that. Yeah. There's something about it that made me unsettled. Like, I, I don't, I don't like what's going on here. And he just zips up his Maybe it was that. He wears it like a hoodie. He wears it like, or like a onesie in the show. Throughout the show, he wears it like a onesie. Um, but Gur is, is easily the breakout character that everybody loves from Invaders. If you don't like Zim, um, like, or if you meet someone who likes the show and they don't like Zim, they probably love Gur. Because he's just this dumb, cute little robot <laughs> who's just like the Doom I, song and all that stuff. It's just like, he's just this cute little robot guy. <laughs> I will say I didn't mind Gur so much. I've been like, you're stupid enough to like, I like it. <laughs> so I, will, I will give Gur credit. But I, I just love the, I, I think I love the premise where it's just like Invader Zim... Because on paper, Invader Zim is like an interesting story of like a, it's a cartoon show about an alien that's trying to take over the world. But I love the fact that he's bad at it. And it like as the show continues, he only gets worse at it. And like his, uh, but also just how simple the aliens are, where it's like their overlords are the tallest. Why? Because they're tall. That's it. They have no other special skills. <laughs> they are not like these badass warriors. They're just taller than everybody else. And that's what makes them like revered <laughs> amongst these aliens. I mean, as a short person, I kind of get it. Anytime somebody gets like a tall person gets something off off uh, like a high cabinet for me, I look up in wonderment. Like I'm like, oh, 
you were able to do that without having to go and get stairs for yourself? That's magical. <laughs> so, like, I kind of get the whole revirement of tall people. But I just love that I'm beginning where they're impressed. like, you're so short. You're, you're so short. You know what? You get to go to the man-eating yeah. rats planet. <laughs> it's just like... They, they were just <laughs> roasting the characters as they were trying to get on their little ships. I love that little joke, too, when he's like, you get to go to the man-eating rats planet, and they show the image, and he's like, why would you draw that? <laughs> and I, I, I forgot about that joke. I'm like, that's a fair point, actually. I'm like, where, how do they already have the promo image of what it's going to be like? <laughs> they do that, it's actually. Just... With, yeah, that was like one of those like self-aware things where they pointed out for like planets that they show, this may happen to us, but it's okay. It'll be okay. <laughs> uh i love that one and then i also dib is also an interesting character he gets really cool as the show goes on so does his sister his sister doesn't really play a, ro- a role in the pilot episode but as the show goes on she becomes like one of the coolest characters in the show uh his dad too which that's also one of my favorite jokes he's like not now son i'm making toast <laughs> i'm just like it's simple it's dumb but it makes me laugh <laughs> The episode I ended up enjoying way more than I thought I would was actually Hey Arnold. Because I haven't watched Hey Arnold in a really long time. And Invader Zim reminded me just of my weird high school years. Um, <laughs> hey Arnold reminded me of like my really younger years with like Doug and uh, there's another show next to Doug and I can never remember it now. I felt like there was a a show that was also like it like a trio thing going on, but I can't I can't remember now. But hey, Arnold was funny, and the episode you chose was very Helga centered. Yeah, which I didn't mm-hmm. even realize, or at least a favorite. Like, yeah, both. Well, I was gonna ask, did anyone pick a specific episode because they remembered it, or because it stuck out for them, or did you guys just yeah. pick episodes just to well, try, just to get the nostalgia of like the what I. When I picked my episodes, I was at work and rushing. I was like, I need to pick an episode. And so I, I uh, like, just thought of, okay, what episodes have I seen that I remember that stick out into my mind, that stick out in my mind? Um, and I specifically remember 38 hours, 10 minutes, 48 seconds until you die. And I remember <laughs> that part of the, I remember Helga saying that. So I was like, okay, let's put this episode in. Um, uh, and for um, Rocket Power, I remember watching that episode a lot. The first episode, the movie episode, I remember watching that episode a lot as a kid. So I decided to put that one in. Um, and for Sanjay and Craig, which I might as well be talking nonsense because nobody watched it. But... <laughs> Um, I did my best. It was I didn't reject it because it looked weird. It was just it was just pushed back to the back. <laughs> it's all right. Um, I I just chose a random episode because all of them are like unique and like there's no not one episode that like sticks out in particular for me. And I don't have that like huge nostalgia for it because it's a relatively like newer show. Um, but it is actually uh, co-created by one of the guys who worked on uh, Bob's Burgers. Um, so oh. if you, yeah, but so you can tell you, with the animation style because I was like, mm-hmm. this looks like Bob's Burgers, just for a kids' cartoon as opposed to um, Bob's Burgers. 
Right. Who knows? Maybe they exist in the same universe and this is just a different part of the world. Maybe. Um, So yeah, that's my reason behind those episodes. The Wild Thornberries and Danny Phantom, I just looked up episodes. Uh, Those were two. I knew I wanted to do Danny Phantom after we had talked about it. And the Wild Thornberries was kind of like a last minute pick. I, I won't lie. Um, so those two, I did have to kind of search, and I think that's also why we got so bad. The Miss Dimsdale one, and was one of my favorite episodes growing up because the I laughed so hard at the dad. The dad makes me like it. That, the dad, the entire episode was my favorite bed. Yeah, and like the my favorite line in that whole episode is when they're telling him he can't be in the pageant, and he's like. Tell me where it is written that a man can't be beautiful. And they're like, right here. And they like show him the little roll book. And he's like, oh, it is written in there. And then and I forgot that there's a whole part where Adam West falls in love with Timmy Turner's dad. I forgot Adam West yeah. was in the in Fairly Odd Parents as Catman. Um, yeah, he Adam was West Catman has so for- many cartoons. Uh, may he rest in peace as well. Yeah. Uh, so Miss Dimsdale was what I like knew I wanted to tell you guys about and rewatch just because the dad was so funny and he wins at the end too. So I was like, yay, he is beautiful. Good for him. I'm proud of it. Like it felt good. Yo, people so, be talking about Miss yeah. Incredible though, but they like they be out here missing Timmy Turner's mom. Because when she when she's like, Yeah, my swimsuit still fits, I'm like, it sure do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's out here looking good. Like they you know, Timmy Turner's a, dad would watch out episode. some of the other dads in the neighborhood. Like <laughs> be trying to. I don't know. Timmy Turner, Turner's dad was rocking that speed overall pretty well too. He filled it out. <laughs> May have been also three times smaller than it should have been. But he was he was he was strutting with confidence, and sometimes that's all that you need. Yeah, how did Timmy uh, Turner's dad bag Timmy Turner's mom? He's funny. They were childhood sweethearts. Oh yeah, they were childhood <laughs> sweethearts. That's right. Yeah. There you gotta no lock them in when they're young. You gotta. Mm-hmm. That sounded wrong. Like, <laughs> but like, yeah. Um, um. But I thought all the shows were like really cute, and they were a nice nostalgia. With the Hey Arnold I, one, what I was mentioning, the the first part of it was uh, super. Like I laughed harder than I thought I would. I was like, this is just feels stupid. But also at the same time, I was like, everybody treated Helga like crap. And then she tried to like apologize and they still treat her crap. So she was able to just be like a jerk again. I was like, you have reasons for why you're acting the way you're acting, though. Not really. No, she's just mean in the beginning. No. And then they ignore her when she's like, uh, <laughs> when she's trying to apologize, which why would they pay attention to her? They've like literally conditioned themselves to continue to ignore her because she's so mean all the time. Well, that's the thing. If somebody had just listened to her, she would have been nice. Yeah, that's a life lesson. Maybe she's just, like, listen, Selica just needs one good ass whooping from her parents. Just one one good time with the belt. Well, the whole she problem is they're literally emotion. <laughs> they emotionally abandoned her. That's there's literally that, the whole thing about it. There's conspiracy that her mom was, uh, like, a, a drunk or an alcoholic, um, and her dad. Oh, she definitely was. She always had wine in her hand. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the what was the thing about the dad? Um, her dad, like, or she, like, he neglect he neglects because he he does neglect her on the show. He don't care about her. 
Yeah. <laughs> like he was a neglectful father or something like that. Yeah. She's acting. Oh, out. yeah, because they love yeah. they yeah, rough. they love their other daughter more. Yeah, because that that's like a thing on the show. They always love the other daughter. Yeah, because she's a uh, the perfect one. Mm-hmm. Although is Gloria a character or did they make her up for that episode? It was I think she was just for that episode. Okay, because she's yeah, but, but, but Ruth, creepy where Ruth she's like, You guys want cookies? I'm like, yo, right. chill. <laughs> But Ruth was a character, the girl that uh, Arnold said he was marrying, Ruth. Yeah, I do she, remember Ruth. She was a yeah. recurring character, yeah. I don't remember her at all, but I figured she was probably like someone that was a character because of the way Helga reacted. It was like, it's better to be somebody she really doesn't like. Because mm-hmm. it's always in those like She's... fake visions or something. It's the person they hate the most marrying the person they love the most. Yeah, she would pop in. She would. She was the one that Arnold had a crush on mm-hmm. and was like the bane of Helga's existence. Oh. <laughs> Ruth is gonna See, have it hard when it. she when her and Arnold though when they get married have kids because both of them got football heads. Listen, that baby just gonna tear it all the way up just the entire the entire way. <laughs> hey, there there's uh C sections now. There's, I was yeah, born by one. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. they have they have a chance now. Though I can they, see the head, they but they can have all their it's. I'm sorry. You just go out there. <laughs> we got to fix something else out. <laughs> I wonder if it looked like she just swallowed like a pole or something. They're like, why is your stomach just pointed at two ends? <laughs> What's going on? We might want to schedule that C-section now. Let's just be honest with all everybody. <laughs> all right, well, that's not coming out. Uh, but uh, hey, Arnold, I thought was like a good nostalgic moment when I was watching it. That felt like good. I didn't really watch wa- Rocket Power growing up. So I was like in and out of that episode, but it's, I believe the one where he's meeting his, uh, skate, the skateboarder that he's a real big fan of. The actor, yeah. The guy doesn't, yeah, the actor, sorry. And he realizes he doesn't skate, which I was like, that actually is a sad thing to, you know, it's that whole don't meet your heroes. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that realized. episode was going a different way though. I thought they were going to talk to the, the, the stunt girl and just be like, yo, you're like Awesome. You want to skate with us or something? And instead, she's just kind of a non-character. <laughs> <laughs> that show was like, I just realized it's. I'm just realizing. I feel like this the one Nickelodeon show that has a majority like people of color cast, like Nicktoon wise. There's the to- one yeah. token white kid. <laughs> Yeah, I guess yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. Ah. Because all my shows had like one one black person. That was it. <laughs> they didn't even have like. Although Wild Thornberries didn't have anybody. Oh, that's true. Uh, but it was Fairly Odd Parents and Danny Phantom both had the nerdy black friend. That's true. I... But Rocket Power, I forgot. I felt like after watching all the other shows, except for like Chalk Zone, I felt like Rocket Power was the most crudely drawn one. Like it was the one with the weakish like drawing style. I like I was like, this feels like a low quality drawing to me for some reason. I think maybe that's why I liked it because it's in the same vein because it's done by the same company as Rugrats and um, yeah, same and... art style as like actually Thornsberry too, Wild Thorns and Wild Thornsberries, yeah. But I, I feel like Wild Thorn, they did put a little bit more TLC into Wild Thornberries. Maybe because <laughs> it, it was like, 
It's, a, it's white people. It, it's. <laughs> it was Nickelodeon. We know what they were doing. They know what they were doing. <laughs> Can't find anything on the conception of Rocket Power because I am curious, like how that. I mean, I, I assume it's because at that time, extreme sports was the thing. Like two thousands, like extreme sports were a very big like factor um, as far as like, entertainment. The, yeah, it was around the time of the Jackass era too. So you see yeah, all these Jackass, like, Tony Hawk. Ski- I still like Tony Hawk. I like that he's just living his life. Uh, yeah, Christian and me were actually talking about uh, Bam earlier. Bam, what's his last name? Oh, Margera. Yeah. Uh, and how he got kicked off of Jackass Forever. And I was like, yeah, learning about his life, it is quite sad what happened to him. And, you know, I hope he, he does better in the future because uh, he does have a kid. And, you know, that all sucks. With growing up with a father like that, um, the father who's very absent right now because of addiction problems. So hopefully he does end up working out those issues and he can be more in his son's life. But it made me think about all those actors at that time and like all the skateboarders and everything we really watched. All of them were so heavy under the influence. And I never thought about it until I was an adult. And I was like, is that why they were doing all those dangerous stunts? Is Was that the complete reason? Was it not really? Because I was always like, oh, it's entertainment. They're just so cool. Now I'm like, we're just zooted out of your mind, man. <laughs> and it like brings a weird, like, this no longer is funny to me. Like, it's sad. And when I saw Rocket Power, it kind of reminded me of that. Where, But I was like, no, this is cute and entertaining. This is what I remember watching when I used to watch that stuff. So it did make, have me a little twinge of, you know, feelings. I mean, you got like, you know, the, like, it was just, it was just an era of just really cool skateboarders. Like, cause you had Tony Hawk, Ronnie Mullen, um, Ryan Sheckler, I think his name was, uh, like, cause I remember I was huge into like the Tony Hawk pro skater games. And that's why I loved rocket power. I loved watching extreme sports when I was a, a kid at that time, two thousands. And so I was just like, like eating it up with all the really cool people, uh, doing, all these extreme stunts and and i just feel like it's like it's it's why rocket power for me feels like it 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 sits in the 90s especially the way the show is with all the like title cards coming up because at least in danny phantom it's like oh it's like wham pow like you know whatever like old old like, uh adam west batman cartoons um yeah on on rocket this is power just, the kids the kids will it's just say things something. They say, yeah, and it'll be like the, the kids. Will, the somebody will say an insult, and then a title card will fill up the whole screen, and it'll say, "Ooh, burn" or something like that. <laughs> yeah, especially even and, the opening title of how like it's just rainbow tie dye colors or rocket power down 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 like it's just constant motion, and it's just like Jesus Christ. It is. But it's that's the '90s because the show was made in '99 is when it aired, like first aired, went through 2004, and I'm like that is that is that time period. Because <laughs> you also think about like the Malcolm in the Middle um, opening where that was also like chaos incarnate yeah, as like an opening. Yeah, I think that's why I did like fully watch Rock of Power. I watched a good chunk of it, but I didn't finish it because I was like this is a lot. Things keep coming at me, and I also can't sit still all the time. So like I watch things and walk around and do stuff. And I'm like, Rocket Power, you gotta watch out for those flashcards. You gotta like pay attention to some stuff. This is like a lot. 
And I, so I was like, kind of was like, I kind of had to play God in the background, but I think I missed like most of the ending of it. Were they happy? Did they accept their, that their hero was not the, who he was? Uh, well, in the episode, the hero ended up like, or the um, the kid the in the movie, he ended up getting like hurt, <laughs> and so they changed oh. the 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 his role in the movie. And then the girl who was a stunt double became the new like lead of the movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wasn't expecting that to go that way. <laughs> we were like, I was like, oh, maybe they're like, oh, actors are actor, and they're like the real hires is like the stunt person or the real cool person's the stunt person. Not that he got injured. Yeah, I mean he broke his yeah, arm, like, but Ooh. you know, skateboarding that happens. You know, yeah, I. Uh, I was- I'm, I'm sad you guys didn't get to watch Chalk Zone because uh, I wanted you to hear the pop at the end. Did you? Mm-hmm. No. Did you yeah, like I it? But see, the only thing I didn't watch was that 82 minute episode of Danny Phantom. I watched. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I didn't know it was 82 epi- 82 minutes. It wasn't. I it was 49. He was just joking. <laughs> I either way, I didn't know it was going to be the longest one, so I w- I just literally googled that well, one, Danny I Phantom. Rem- I'm reading it. through the old episodes. I remembered it because I remember I was huge into Danny Phantom at that time. And I remember that episode in particular. It was like a big thing. They were like marketing it for weeks of like, tune in on Friday for Danny to fight his ultimate villain. And they were keeping it a secret, like who it was. And it was, and a lot of people were speculating like, oh, is it Skulker? Or is it like, is it a new villain? Like, who is it? And then... Uh, I think I did guess that it was him at the time. I think I, I think I came close. I was like, "Is it him? Is he fighting himself?" Also, with the Danny <laughs> Phantom, I had forgotten at the beginning. He's trying. He's contemplating cheating on an aptitude test. Mm-hmm. Like that's Which, not that a test weird. you can fail or pass. Right. It's just something that's, that's like. <laughs> do you prefer to work inside? Do you prefer to work outside? That's what, what got is me there too. I'm a like, reason why, to cheat for that. Study for a career test. I think like they English. wanted it to be like the SAT or something, but they, but the, because they're not in high school, right? They're in middle school. They're 14, I believe. So or they're, they're like, I think they're in eighth grade. Okay. They're so yeah, so they're, they're, they're either freshmen or like eighth grade. So they're not old enough yet to take the SAT. And so I think this was the closest thing they could make that seemed like the SAT for them to take. Was the aptitude test different than what I would recall it? Was was there math questions on there? No, I mean not yeah, that. I don't. About- I, I mean, I didn't take one when I was in school. Like, I uh, we didn't take like that te- that a test that was like this is going to determine your future until we took like the ACT or the SAT at the end of high school. Oh, I remember taking one in eighth grade because they're like in high school. That's when you start deciding your future. So here's a way. It, it didn't be like you're going to be like a firefighter or something like that. They're like. Hey, this is, you know, your style. This is what we found out. These are the careers maybe you should look into. This is how you best. I was like, oh, this is cool. Uh, I think I got like creative, but structured. Like I I remember one time I remember like architect on there for some reason. And I'm like, I I can't. At the time I thought I can't be an architect. I have such unsteady hands because that mattered. (laughs) Audience for those like, so if you're a little confused, uh, the Danny Phantom episode we picked was an episode involving uh, 
Danny fighting a future version of himself that's gone evil. And, uh, but the plot point in the present time, uh, that's like the subplot of the episode is that he is uh, stressing about taking a career aptitude test that will determine what his future career will be. Um, which I'm like, he has a future career, ghost hunting. <laughs> cause I'm like, well, his parents, you know, it can actually make it into a career cause he's good at it. True. <laughs> but he would have to prove the existence of ghosts, which is like semi outing himself. They are good. He can they catch already ghosts. exist. They, they, they see, they he, attack everything. Nobody day. believes it though. Yet nobody believes it. They're like, it wasn't a ghost. So he'd have to prove the existence of ghosts to be a successful ghost hunter. Plus, with his powers, he could live wherever he wants and probably steal money and stuff. Like, he'll be fine. <laughs> he doesn't actually need to have a career. You're literally turning him into the supervillain super he did not want to That's become in true. the That's not true. The supervillain he turned into is because he removed his humanity. If he keeps his humanity, he'll still be a good guy and live on his own oh, by right. his own rules. Oh, right, because you people <laughs> with humanity aren't always good, though. Um, I will say, though, the coolest... Fam, yeah coolest um cameos in this episode david carradine which i didn't know he played clockwork but that's so cool oh. and then eric roberts is who played evil danny or oh, dark danny I didn't as know he's that called. At all. yeah i looked it up because i was like i know uh, i was like i wonder who plays dark danny because that's a really good voice for like evil danny is eric roberts and i was like man that's awesome <laughs> eric roberts does a great job i also heard gilbert godfrey but was he like a regular on the show? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. But I, I yeah, I don't remember that. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if he was just one of those that popped up in Danny Phantom. Like Gilbert Gottfried's a weird dude, <laughs> respectfully. So I, w- I wouldn't be shocked if he like had a random character that he's like, I'm just going to come, you know, get some, get some money. Now, funny enough, uh, David, uh, Clockwork does come back in, yeah, rest in peace. Uh, also, recipes yeah. David Carradine. Um, Wait, right. Gilbert Gottfried is dead. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he died a couple Since years when? ago. Really? Yeah, yeah. Or last Hold year on. maybe. I think it was last year. Continue. It was very Continue recent. With your yeah, twenty twenty April of last year. Mm-hmm. What? Okay, so that's not ridiculous that I didn't know that one. <laughs> um, but they, uh, uh, Clockwork does return into Danny Phantom series. I don't think very often. I think it's like in movies and stuff, like other big um, movies of the uh, Danny uh, the, or movie movies or movie movies, TV movies of Danny Phantom. Um, yeah. However, the way that this ends off, it ends off with them capturing Dark Danny and he's now outside of time. He can still exist. And there's implication with him, like, kind of trying to bust out the thermos that it's like, hey, maybe one day Dark Danny will come back. And he never does. And I think that's weird because I'm like, I feel like Eric Roberts, you probably could get him back to do another episode as Dark Danny. They never address it. Like, but I guess the idea is that he's just imprisoned forever, but they never bring him back. And I'm like, that's crazy because there's because uh, I feel like he was a really good villain. I love him in the uh, as a villain in this episode, and I really hoped they would have brought him back. Um, well, it's that whole you know fighting with your the dark side of yourself. Yeah, you know the bad, you, the evil you could become. And I thought it was interesting when they put him outside of time, because in my head, or I guess now that I'm older and I thought about it, I was like, oh, you put him out of time, like basically time and space. That means 
it doesn't matter who you turn into, he's still there. So you could become a cool guy, cool, uh, good guy in the future, but the guy's still there. So you like removed him. And I, that made me just think about like all the, just everything that, about that episode then. And it changed it. Cause I was like, well, wasn't the whole point was that you did not turn into him, but he still exists. So is this all about just like, you're careful with your dark side. Cause it always exists no matter what, or like what's going on or can you change in a matter of seconds? Yeah, very so philosophical for me. <laughs> Unnecessarily philosophical. Yeah, the uh the next t- the TV movie after that was really good too for Danny Phantom when he fights the plant ghost. Like that was really cool. I vaguely remember that one. Mm-hmm. I remember the weirdest things from Danny Phantom. I remember the cafeteria ghost. For some reason I really liked him. And I watched all the these episodes religiously. A lot of the cartoons I remember watching every single time. And if I watch it, I'll remember the plot in every step of the way. But like off the top of my head, I'm like, no, no, I don't know anything. <laughs> but I do remember the cafeteria ghost, the box ghost. Yeah, the lunch lady. And yeah, she's great. Yeah. Especially because she just she has these sweet moments where she's like, like, and I love that their daughter has the same things where she's like, would you like some salad with a side of salad? You know, no thanks. Then you'll <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm just like, she's I'm, just like her mother. <laughs> that was what or she's like, oh, do you want this? Yes, please. We're out of it. <laughs> she just like yells at you. The box ghost though, especially because I remember watching that episode, because like the box ghost uh uh is such a joke throughout the entire series so i thought it was really cool that when you get to this tv movie and you see future box ghost and he's like jacked and he's like a total threat now and i was like that's a cool twist that the box ghost of all of the ghosts is actually now finally had enough yeah he's he's sick he's sick of danny's crap he wants but also that skylar let herself go (laughs) now that her singing her voice is shot does that mean Ghosts can change their body. Can they age? I guess so. Johnny's in a wheelchair with like, a, like, uh, what's it called? Uh, like, uh, with like balding hair, uh, bald spot. Yeah. So I guess technically they is, can. Is that so? That's a weird concept. Ghost aging, no? <laughs> I didn't think. Of, I never thought about that. Oh, I will say, watch rewatching these cartoons. I'll, I had some new thoughts with it, I'll, like kind of on the same road of the old thoughts I used to have with it. Uh, it, like with Hey Arnold, how weird it was. I was like, when Helga always broke out into those little like monologues she had when she was talking about Arnold. The new thoughts was, how did nobody ever hear her? Well, that one kid this did. The, the we defined her. <laughs> It's just like I need. I'm like that's creepy, dude. You gotta back it up. Back it up. I am absolutely gonna hate rewatching, re-listening to this episode editing. That whole part, guys. Okay, that's gonna live. That's gonna haunt me. Um, but like for all the other times, because she'll just like turn around and it's like Shakespeare theater for her. Mm-hmm. Which she, like did it yeah they, multiple times. Yeah. Which they um, so they ended the series like I remember. Hey Arnold was going for a long time, uh, before they officially ended it. It was kind of like Fairly Odd Parents, where they would have one new episode like every six months, 
for like years and years until it eventually ended. Um, and then a couple years ago, remember they had they released that movie, mm. which the the writer said that that was originally supposed to be the movie concept for the fir- for the one that came out in theaters years ago. Um, but they Nickelodeon uh, didn't like want that. They wanted to go somewhere else with the movie or something. Uh, so years and years later, they ended up making the the jungle the jungle movie. I think that's what it was. The one that just got released. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where we get to meet like Arnold's parents and stuff. I don't know if in the end um, Helga ever professed her love for Arnold, but we got to meet. I Arnold's think she parents. did, and because I remember in the Hey Arnold movie, she did kiss him oh, and professed her love yeah, to him. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it like that was supposed to be like the ending. So I don't know if that carried over into the Jungle movie. Um. Hey Arnold. Granted, uh, funny enough, they did the same thing with Invader Zim too. But that the difference was that one. They had a went, movie. They years later they made a movie for Invader Zim um, that went to Netflix. But uh, that movie was based off of because they they kept the show going, and a lot of cartoons do this. Cartoon Network does a lot too, where the show will end, but they'll like still put out comic books of the property that's like extra adventures of the uh rick and morty has comics adventure time has comics like all there's a lot of comic books based off of uh, other cartoons and invader zim had comics and so one of them is what the movie was uh i forget what it was called right now but that was the movie and it was like an hour long or an hour and like 15 minutes or something like that uh it's pretty good it was a nice return to form it felt just like watching a very long invader zim episode um, but it was, you know, yeah, my favorite one was the Christmas movie they did <laughs> where Santa, they clone like Vim, Zim makes, uh, makes Santa a real version of Santa, but he's all messed up and he's like a spider Santa with candy cane oh, spider no. legs <laughs> and he attacks because the way Invader Zim works is, uh, just like, um, SpongeBob where, you know, it's two episodes like are two stories in one episode and then sometimes stuff happens where it's like like every time it's a new story it resets everything the ending of the christmas one is that they have to put the city in a dome and every christmas santa comes and attacks with his spider legs trying to get in to get to the children and i'm just like this is (laughs) this is invader zim (laughs) i literally left again like i was in my i was cooking at my sister's place this morning and Yasi was like, hey, there's a spider. My ass jumped so high and so quickly out of that, that kitchen. There's a little spider. So seeing Santa with candy cane legs, <laughs> would, I would, that would not settle right with me as a kid and probably not settled right with me as an adult either. I would have hated it. It sounds, I don't like it even now. No. Uh, 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 Jonathan, yeah. you want to talk about Chalk Zone real quick? Oh, I was going to say, I was going to mention um, that we haven't even mentioned All Grown Up. Yet. All Grown Up. I was just <laughs> thinking that. I was like, we we ha- we need to touch on one more episode. Yeah, All Grown Up. Right. Uh, was I there a particular that- reason that episode was picked? Right, and not the pilot. I, I picked it because uh, we were t- like in our Rugrats of Paris, we were talking about that there's like, you know, Susie ain't getting her shine. So I was like, I want to pick a Susie-centric episode. 
of all grown up. Uh, there's another one though that I wish I had picked that I knew existed before that. One was where, the, where she sings, where she like yeah, where she sings. I remember and, that like, episode. Gets tricked and there, her mom gets on her because she's like, Susie, you could have been kidnapped. Like I don't care that you snuck out of the house or whatever. I'm worried that I was worried for your safety. Uh, but this one was good too. Um, it was all right. The Phil stuff was like felt like it was just an afterthought. They're like, well, we gotta have something for Tommy and Chucky to do. Um, yeah, pretty much. But it was nice to see the uh, like have like yeah, I gave Susie an episode, and I thought it was pretty funny that she was incapable of being bad. <laughs> I laughed at the what, scene you where she's throwing the, sandwich, the book, yeah. Yeah, or the sandwich, yeah, <laughs> and she yeah. just can't do it. The books, what got me, where she's like, "I'm gonna put all the books backwards," and I'm like, "Okay." And I then, but even then, she can't do it because she's just like, "What? The, the books are in the wrong place. Let me do this." And then she's now just uh, organizing the library. <laughs> I loved Cheddar. I loved. Uh... <laughs> Hi, Cheddar. Can you like? We're gonna put your butt down. Uh, go I ahead. Love- I loved when she walked into school the next day and she's, you know, all dressed up in her her bad outfit. And she's to Angelica, she's like, what's up, foe? It was, it was great. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. This may not be for children, but let's keep it decent. Um, I thought it was so funny that it was just because she mouthed off to her dad like a little bit. But she didn't even really mouth off to him. She just had some like attitude. Right. She was and he's like, Are you mouthing? Are you talking back to me? And she's like, Yes, I am. I can do it. Her dad's, uh, especially because her dad seems really strict, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, also, like, your kid clearly is not in a mood to talk. Just ignore the biting cat. Your kid's clearly not in a mood to talk. Like, and you just keep asking her question after question. Like, yeah, that's annoying. Mm hmm. I I forget how, and I remember this when I first watched the show, like growing up, how good, how impressed I was at the fact that these actors, and they're all the same actors for every single kid mm-hmm. and every single character, how, how impressive it was that they were able to not only do the voice as a kid, but also as, you know, a teenager, preteen. And make it sound convincing because a lot of these people were playing two characters or some of these people were playing two characters. Uh, All of like almost all of well, all of them, all of the uh, kid characters were played by women and they, you know, were doing the boy voices and made it sound very convincing. They were probably I imagine wasn't too hard. I feel like it's harder to do the Rugrats voices because it's like you have to sound like a baby versus here you're they're all adults so really they just got to do the same voices but without putting as much emphasis on like some of the words to make them sound more babbly especially with tommy where they can just they can just normally enunciate because they're teenagers so they actually can enunciate normal but also like making that translate um is it is also like Sure, you get the sweet dog. I got this. <laughs> That's fine. Um, that translating, I imagine, would be hard because... Well, I imagine it translates because uh, it's the same voice actors. So that, I think that's the perfect thing they did to cast the same people. You know, they didn't cast I, anyone I, new I get different. what you're saying, Jerome, and I get what Jonathan's saying, because it's it's interesting to notice that the voices actually do sound... Like they're grown up, 
but they sound exactly the same. And it's kind of like when you, you know, you grow up, unless your voice drops like a lot, your voice technically does sound the same when you're younger. You're just like, your speech gets better. Uh, You probably talk a little like, because the babies do talk kind of fast. They're panicky because they've gotten into a situation they should not be. (laughs) These are like teens trying to figure everything out. They're like, what if I do this? You know, I I get what both of you are saying. And because I I imagine it could go into the space where, you know, you want to sound old, but you don't want to sound like you a 30 year old truck driver. Like, (laughs) Like, look, I'm just I trying to give the voice. I don't imagine any of those teenagers I'm, were going to sound like, I don't think any of them were oh, going to sound like look, that. Oh, 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 hold up. I'm really I'm, quick, really quick. I'm just I did not to know your the... voice could go that deep, Jonathan. <laughs> That's actually, that was impressive. I did not know your voice could actually go that deep. Oh, thank you. So, like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm just trying to give the voice actors their credit, okay? No, they, well, they, they deserve credit. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's just like, I think it's, I think, if anything, it's just cool. Although... Uh, Cree Summer is Susie. I feel like she was doing number five <laughs> from Kid Codename Kids Next Door. Okay, she played that you character disrespect too. Disrespect Cree Summer. On no, this no, podcast I'm just saying that's a bad thing. Time. I see, like, I'm saying that that's a good thing. I love number five in Codename Kids Next Door, so I think that's cool that she put a lot more of that swag in it. That, uh, because you know, with Susie, she's playing when she plays her in Rugrats, she's playing a child, but Susie now as an adult, you know, she's got some style to her and stuff. So to play kind of that really kind of uh, the, the the enunciation she puts into her voice to make Susie seem like more of a cooler kid, like number five is in Codename Kids Next Door, I think is a good choice. And so it makes Susie kind of feel cool to me. To me personally, I, I really enjoyed uh, Cree Summer's performance as Susie in the and the All Grown Up series. And also, who brushes their teeth in the bathroom? Susie. In a public white, you know what I'm that's saying? That's so gross. <laughs> no, because I know people who do that, and I'm always disgusted when they do that. They're like, oh, I want my. I'm like, You're, it's a public bathroom. There's so many people in and out. Do you not understand, like, airborne stuff? Don't do that. I mean, I guess, but it's just like, it's your, it's your toothbrush. I mean, is it worse than the germs that no, are already on your teeth and already airborne in your own bathroom? Yeah. You poop in your own bathroom and there's air part of air, air part no, there. No, that's like that. fine. Like, that's mine. That's mine. But like, you're in a public bathroom. You don't know what pe- people are eating. You don't know what people are doing in there. And that stays in a closed room, too, with always poor ventilation, public, especially in public school bathrooms. <laughs> they don't have any. They barely have windows to like air things out. Don't go brushing your teeth in there. Ooh. Okay, before I forget, chalk zone. <laughs> uh I had I had forgotten the whole I had watched Chalk Zone. Um not as much as some of these other shows, but I had watched it and I had forgotten the whole concept. I was like, okay, I know it's the kid when he draws things, they come to life and blah blah blah. But I had forgotten that it was like the world was everything that had been erased on the chalkboard. And for some reason, that didn't make as much sense to me as, like, he just went into this chalk world every so often and just do stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> Cor- Correct me if I'm wrong, because I kind of vaguely remember this from the show. Was he able to see in places, like, through the chalkboard? No. No, he that's He can just right. get in the chalk zone thing. through the chalkboard. That's it. Because I, like, weirdly remember him staring into a classroom, like, 
where a math teacher is writing like numbers or something like, mean, through that way. I think he could he could probably see what someone's writing on a chalkboard, but he can't see into Maybe. where the area is. That could be it. That that might most likely be it. Mm-hmm. But that, yeah, actually, that premise doesn't make too much sense to be in a world where everything's just a race because there would just be numbers everywhere in letters. Well, they are. You just don't. They're just not, you know, creatures. So you don't see those. <laughs> but, but where do they go? Somewhere. Do I think there actually is an episode where you do get to see like some of the menial stuff that's written on chalkboards. Um, but it's like, you know, I, I picked Chalk Zone because I like, well, originally I picked Chalk Zone because I couldn't pick El Tigre because I was going to make you guys pay for an episode off like Prime Video or something. <laughs> but, um, Fair enough. uh, like the other reason is because like Chalk Zone, I remember that was the first cartoon I'd watched where I was like, this is really cool to have two different art styles in the same cartoon to help differentiate the world a little bit where it's like the regular world is drawn exactly how cartoons at that time was made but chalk zone worlds the way they illustrate all the chalk characters and stuff like that the way they move is just so interesting and cool uh i remember snap i drew snap all the time after that show came out um on like pieces of paper and stuff because uh, by the time I was in school, chalkboards weren't a thing. <laughs> it was white erase. Were you white erase hoping that? Were you secretly <laughs> hoping that your snap would come to life? I definitely thought about it. Where I was like, "Oh, my drawings are still alive." Um, like it's it, that it, it, actually the concept doesn't make sense, but actually, that's a pre concept that like your drawing lives on. That would be well, Stuart Little. I like. I I think the concept does make sense because like a lot of stuff gets drawn, especially back when chalkboards were the prominent like thing in schools i'm sure there's a lot of kids that drew a lot of drawings on chalkboards and then they get erased and it's like they're gone so it's it, i like the idea of like this is where they go to chalk zone where they live on forever um i think chalkboards disappeared but has got the chalk <laughs> by the way the song. these these theme songs brought me back i i knew i haven't seen uh all grown up in years that's the only I one i remembered that and danny phantom word yeah <laughs> uh-huh. i remember every single word danny every Fan- birthday my mom and dad would say you're another year older another year wiser but i still go to school to get an education i treat each and every day like a mini vacation uh, okay anyway yeah but <laughs> oh, i was having fun i yeah the chalk zone one threw I me got- off and he's like rudy's got the chalk 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 i'm like oh no chalk zone i'm like god dang this is this the like i was i mostly wanted to know what you guys thought about chalk zone though. alex i'm sorry you missed it because of the bop at the end every chalk zone episode had a song at the end for no reason it's not like it was a part of the episode it just they would just have a song at the end of just them playing and the one at the in the first episode was a bop i was like man this is dope <laughs> maybe i'll still i can i can catch the end at least all right i'll just uh youtube chalk zone songs I feel like there's a playlist somewhere and I could just watch them. If we do a Cartoon Network retrospective, you better believe I'm doing Class of 3000. I was was literally... Should that be our next episode? I mean, we could do that. I I don't know what we have on the agenda. I think it's not a bad idea. I would definitely... The the show that I would definitely like rave over is Courage the Cowardly Dog. That, uh, That show, I love so much. I know like every episode. That one, I have so many favorites. 
though I would have to Russian roulette that one for like an episode <laughs> to show you guys. Probably uh, the one with the supportive crocodile in the bathtub. But I, yeah, I I really loved uh, revisiting a lot of these and going back and listen and looking at them and stuff and remembering like all the cartoons I watched when I was a kid, especially because Nickelodeon wasn't exactly like because uh, we've done. I mean, we we've done a costume retrospective audience uh, in the as a behind the usher station episode, but that was kind of a free for all. We didn't really have any plans or anything. We didn't pick episodes or nothing like that. So. Uh, you can listen to that where we talk a little bit more about some Disney cartoons, but I feel like Disney gets all the shine when it comes to like talking about childhood cartoons for the most part. You don't really hear a lot about Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network very as often as you hear about Disney stuff. So it's nice to actually take a break and focus on those on Nickelodeon. Uh, and a lot of times when you're talking about Nickelodeon, you're talking about like SpongeBob too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which we did do a retrospective for SpongeBob as well. So check out that episode of us just talking. I was surprised that nobody chose SpongeBob out of their episodes, but it's like it gets uh, a lot of. We've all probably seen all the episodes anyway. So well, also I actually recently just we watched a lot of them, and immediately the one where the foot gets dragged to- over. You texted toe, me. When- <laughs> I yeah, it. I think I think it was like midnight. I'm like. I texted John, I was like, guess what episode I just watched? And automatically he's like, the toenail? <laughs> Did you watch the toenail? And I'm like, you motherfucker. I'm like, I'm trying to just go to sleep and enjoy my time. And I like, wa- you asked me, did I watch it fully? <laughs> and I don't think I responded because I was still like cringing. I was like, yeah, I did watch it. It was, it was so graphic for no reason. They show that nail going backwards and for, oh my God. Welcome to later SpongeBob like it- episodes. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. <laughs> but uh so graphic. Also, it was nice to pick cartoons that weren't the extreme like I mean, I guess Fairly Odd Parents and Danny Phantom, like all grown up. Those are popular. But it's like it was nice to actually pick some cartoons that aren't your regular ones. Like we didn't you know, no one picked Ren and Stimpy, no one picked Cat Dog. Um and stuff. Like it's I think Fairly Odd Parents was a little popular a little bit later. The first few seasons weren't that, or the first couple seasons weren't actually that popular. Because I've talked to people about it, and they're like, oh, yeah, I remember these episodes. I'm like, yeah, but they're on the later season. They lo- like knew nothing about the beginning season. And I think it's, uh, like, it came a little bit too early in, like, the rise of the cartoons, in a way. Mm-hmm. Or too late. Where people didn't watch it as much. It's never, I never hear people go too much raving about it. Unless it's about the later episodes. Because nobody remembers Miss Dimsdale. I've talked about it. <laughs> I, I love seeing that dad in her dress. It's weird. Uh, I think it's 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 just good to watch these other cartoons for once. You know, give them their shine, especially stuff that's like not no one talks about, like Chalk Zone, like uh, like a. I mean, people Rocket Power, uh, Rocket Power. You know, I mean, like it's good to just give these these. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to include Sanjay and Craig. Apparently still, sure. People still aren't talking about Sanjay and Craig, apparently. Uh, but I think it, it was good to watch Rocket Power and kind of remember that. Because you're right. It is a cartoon show with a lot of like POC characters. Mm-hmm. And th- most of our cartoons were not like that. Like I mentioned, Danny Phantom and Fairly Odd Pants had the one nerdy black guy as the best friend. <laughs> 
And I, I didn't realize that until after I watched them. I'm like, oh, they just like up the two and then replace the poor one from Fairly Odd Parents with a goth girl. That's what they grew into <laughs> teenagers. That's it. So I mean, I had a green kid was, in mind, it, so you know, I feel like I. <laughs> <laughs> you had a green kid and I, pale kids. I, I Invaders in was weird. I did, <laughs> I did enjoy. I guess I did enjoy it more than like I expected to. For Invaders in, mm-hmm. I just kept creasing my yeah. eyebrows like I do. So at the show, also but, love the 3D animation said, in Invader Zim though too. The 3D animation, I was gonna say solid. That, yeah, that combination between like the 3D and the kind of like the Bob's Burgers movie, how they just had those uh, um, like the random the shadings where it would yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was fun. I I enjoyed uh, doing this too. Um, yeah, it was good to reminisce. Um, I put on a seven day free trial to Paramount Plus because I canceled my Paramount Plus subscription because I wasn't watching anything on it. Literally, the only thing that I watch on Paramount Plus is the Big Brother live feeds, and Big Brother's not on right now because it's not the summer. And uh, like when I want to watch the old cartoons, then I'll I'll use Paramount Plus for that. But I wasn't really doing it, so I'm glad I got to a chance to um, do it again and. Now I want to watch some more Sanjay and El Tigre, you and will get your time. Put El Tigre on Paramount+. Plus. It's a Nickelodeon cartoon, too. Uh, it's a great cartoon. Uh, Love El Tigre. There's, al- there's also, uh, if anyone wants to watch more Rocket Power, uh, might I suggest the season three uh, movie. It's like a three-part episode, uh, or a three-episode, like, arc. Movie. It's like the length. Yeah. Um, actually, I don't think it's split up into three episodes. I think it's just one long episode than like three episodes. Anyway, it's uh, Race Across New Zealand. I remember loving it as a kid. Um, and hopefully, I love oh, it wait, I watch it. before we before we wrap up, we didn't talk about Wild Thornberry at all. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even watch that episode. I watched it. I thought it I was. Said that. I thought I it was say. cute. I thought it was neat. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I remember. It, I remember the episode being like, uh, Nigel and uh, what's her name? Eliza. 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 Uh, kind of like bonding and her wanting to showing her independence and wanting to do that, the, but of course Nigel can't let go just yet because that's his like kid. The mom was getting on my nerves in that episode. For I was like, real. Like this in every single episode. She's not. Years. As far as I know, she's not. But I I remember like the, as watching the episode, especially when she runs the nuns off the road. And then she's like, they call me a bad mother. It's like, they didn't. And I love that Debbie is like, they didn't say that. Like, they, all they did was drop a suitcase of soap in it. And you out here tripping, mama. <laughs> like, you need to calm it down. All grandma did was bring us some Cheeto yeah. puffs. Like, you you freaking out. <laughs> the Wild Thornberries is probably, like, one of the most uh, culturally uh, educational uh, yeah, because when you see the like the um, Incan like uh, just natives and the llamas and everything, it's like I remember like I I forgot how like open the show is about like as exploration essentially, and it's like it. it yeah. I mean, it's not uh, you know we don't get to see Nigel's actual nature documentary, but it does. I think it probably did encourage a lot of kids to be interested. 
in like the world around them and like other countries and other uh, societies and ancient ruins and animals and stuff like that. Yeah, I remember the show being so heavy with the the animals and being actually pretty uh, fact about the animals, too. I had forgotten about the cultural settings around them. Because a lot of times I remember them being in, like, the safari or the random jungle and then learning about, like, tigers or whatever was hiding in those trees. But they did actually go to a lot of different places. When looking up that episode list, I was like, oh, they're here. Oh, they're here. Really? So it was actually quite impressive the different locations they were, like, willing to take them to. I remember Debbie. Every episode was a different. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, because every episode was a different place, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, but I remember Debbie be- having more pushback because <laughs> in this episode she seemed like she was just cool. She was like, "That's eh, whatever." Right? <laughs> yeah, she she was because because I remember her character was like the angsty teen that didn't want have any didn't want anything to do with her family. And this she seems like, but, but maybe- she still like listened to her parents though. She was like, "They're like, hey, stay with your brother and sister." She's like, "I hate this," but she did protect them. She did go out her way to always make sure or. She rephrase that. She, she did, did her best as Donnie. her teenage self. Yeah. 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 That's true. Uh, and Eliza. She, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say like she also uh kind of bonds with Eliza a little bit at the end of the episode, even though they're they're separated most of the episode. When they do come together, they like have a good time. So I'm like, oh, that is cool, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. And Eliza was voiced by uh, the girl that plays Gret. Is it Gretchen in Mean Girls? Lacey really? Shea. Yeah, Lacey. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah, fun fact. oh and of fun. course, as we learned last week, Flea voices Donnie. Yeah. Although I'm wondering whose child Donnie is, because Nigel has orange <laughs> hair, Marianne has blonde no, hair, Debbie it, has blonde there, hair. Found, no, 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 no. Oh, in the wild. Donnie's not their child. Oh, okay. They're not his child. Oh, yeah. They found him in like, the wilderness. That's right. Uh, there's okay. an ep- uh, there's gotcha. a special episode. Uh, I suggest Googling it because apparently I don't know seasons and episodes. The thing <laughs> where they actually show Donnie's backstory and they don't really show what happens to his human parents, but they'd say like, oh, they go a little Tarzan style where the, oh, holding on to my phone. My light turned on. They like the mama gorilla or I think was raising him and they realized, oh, Donnie needs human parents. So they kind of let the wild thornberries like take Donnie. Mm, Okay. So I remember that. Yeah, he's not their actual kid. Gotcha. His life story is actually much sadder. But he's also been around these people for a while. Why hasn't he picking up on any of their language because they allow him to still or why haven't they his self like they're just like we're not we're not bothered to try and teach him language or anything like that they're like yeah donnie's fine just keep an eye on him (laughs) that's actually so that's actually a thing that actually happens with uh the youngest kids they learn to speak a lot uh later than like their older siblings because people are using to answer their grunts and I was telling a coworker about this. I was like, yeah, that happened. She's like, oh my God. She's like, thank you for telling me that. She's like, cause my daughter still just like, like will say stuff or like will make a noise and point to stuff. And I'm like, what? You got to use your words. And her brother will just get up and be like, she wanted this. Just get her this. 
And I told her, I'm like, that doesn't change because I still do that with my sister. I'm like, mm, and I'll just like push her or do something. Like, it never goes away. So that kind of makes sense why he was learning language. But also, why did they understand him? They kind of, yeah, everybody was just letting him, they were just letting Flea be Flea, I guess, <laughs> in the end. But. How much, and also, how much cheese puffs were in that bag? Because I, I, I've had a bag Endless. of cheese puffs. Half the bag is normally air, and the other half is the cheese puffs. They were eating them by the handfuls of cheese puffs, and they still had plenty by the end of the episode. <laughs> that couldn't have been the same the bag. cheese puffs were air. They had to have, like, had more than one bag or something. I don't know. That llama was funny, they though. They had emergency supplies of cheese uh, puffs. The llama was so cute. Or she just, like... Supplies. It's like, hey, llama. llama, do you know any great spots to go to? Oh, there's this great patch of grass somewhere. It's like, oh. Why, why does she have the uh, Brooklyn, like, New York accent? Like, is she? I don't know. <laughs> because Llama's got some attitude I mean, on them. Why to snap in Chalk Zone? It's like, Rudy! Like, no, come on, Rudy. You gotta, you gotta use the chalk. <laughs> I'm just like. Rudy is not from like oh, Boston or something. Why do you have like this Boston accent? This like uh, no, well, maybe um, Snap was drawn drawn in Boston. Yeah, you ever think of that? I, maybe I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he was on some kid's sidewalk during a hot day. Did you go back to Chalk Zone though? They weren't exactly very creative with the names. Where it's like Rudy to Booty and fucking <laughs> B- Bull Nerd is the bully who bullies nerds. Oh yeah! <laughs> Look, the show focused its creative necessities on other parts <laughs> that other things focus on. But what's Gibson trying to say? What's going on there? <laughs> he's like, I loved Chalk Zone. <laughs> he's got a. He's like, I modeled myself after Snap. Uh, the only one who was uh, Penny Sanchez that was her name Penny yeah who's the other character which that was funny too when Rudy's telling her the story of the spider that chews gum in Shock Zone and she's like but she knows everything about spiders so she's like that's not true like yeah but spiders actually like make web out of their butt he's like that's not how it happens in Shock Zone and in my head I was like that's like that kid that's telling you a story and you try to like you're trying to correct it with real science and he's like well that's not how it happens in my story now, if you excuse me. Anyway, so the corn monsters grew out of the grew out of the bush made of grapes, and then they came out. It's uh, just like, all right, well, whatever. <laughs> these, um, all these shows, all these cartoons were a big trip. I mean, yeah. no matter like they were fun to watch and nostalgic, but like objectively looking at them all, they were like on something in a way. They were such a big trip to revisit and being like. This is what entertained us. This is what we laughed at every week. Watch Sanjay and Craig and you <laughs> will say that 10 times over. If you think the shows we watched were something, maybe Invader Zim, but Sanjay and Craig. I, I will promise you the moment I leave this podcast, I will go watch Sanjay and Craig. Okay. <laughs> that's I, I will give it to that's you. That's not true. You won't do it. Because he still hasn't watched uh, what was the cartoon you were talking about. You were bad-mouthing, and I was like, I bet you won't watch an episode. And you didn't watch an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? I bad-mouth a, lo- bad a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> like, I talk shit so much. 
I forget it. Well, I'll re listen to some old episodes and I'll figure it out. Anyway, and like I feel I was like I was this close to picking an Avatar episode too, but I feel like Avatar should get its mm. own retrospective because that that show was like a whole other level for Nickelodeon. I don't think anything's been able to yeah. be like Avatar except Korra, Korra, which is in the same universe and made by the same people. Yeah, it's the next one. Uh, so it's like I I think Avatar one day we'll do an Avatar cartoon retrospective uh, for Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um, but comment below, audience. Tell us what are your favorite Nicktoons you remember from when you were a kid. Or maybe you're still watching today and you're still thinking about them. Comment below. Tell us what you think. What are your favorite Nicktoons? New or old? You know, it doesn't. we don't discriminate. Like, if it's stuff that's coming out now or stuff that came out way back in the 90s and the 2000s. Tell us. We'd love to hear it. Um, yes. And were there any shows that we didn't mention that you're like, why didn't you guys mention this show? Let us know below. Yeah, you guys do a part two. There's still more Nicktoons <laughs> that we mm -hmm. have, so that many we did not do. get yeah. to. So could always do a part two right. Nicktoons one. And comment below if you want us to do Cartoon Network as well. because uh, that would be fun. And that that was more my my jam. I watch more Cartoon Network than anything else. Um and I would love to do that. And luckily, if we have HBO Max subscription. Like it's also a nice hot spot to watch old Cartoon Network cartoons because almost all of them are up there. Really? Yeah. Oh, I gotta look through that. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I appreciate the fact that our old shows are now so readily available because I remember mm -hmm. when I was maybe like in high school, and you know there weren't any streaming services really. And you couldn't go back and watch the shows that maybe you watched when you were younger. You have the DVD so box set. Either had the DVD box set. Yeah. That's what you have to do is buy the DVD box yeah. set. And now you don't have to do that. You can just or get a streaming service. In Cartoon Network's case, you had to hope it came out on Boomerang. Cause that was the I don't think I haven't watched anything on Boomerang. Boomerang was like all the like where you could watch like old school Scooby Doo, the Looney Tunes, um, all the old Hanna Barbera cartoons like Huckleberry Hound and Snagglepuss and stuff like that. And um and then eventually I think it's because viewership for Boomerang was dropping, they started just putting older Cartoon Network cartoons they weren't gonna put on regular Cartoon Network on there. So Dexter's Lab, Courage, Johnny Bravo. Um, all those cartoons, and so and they kept updating it. Like there was a point where Teen Titans was on Boomerang, and I was like, Teen Titans is on Boomerang. Why? <laughs> <laughs> That's like not even that old. Because <laughs> Boomerang's tagline was "It's all coming back to you," and I'm like, what from like two years ago? <laughs> it's not. It's not. I mean, that's eventually not to be that you got it. It, catch, it. it catches up to itself. It catches up to itself. <laughs> Which I don't even know if Boomerang still exists. I wonder if it does. Um, uh, I'm, I'm like, if we do a Cartoon retro Network retrospective, just reminiscing about all of the Cartoon Network things, like Toonami. Uh, just like, used to love Toonami and Saturday, Saturday nights. Just like waiting for the anime to start and stuff. That's how Dragon Ball Z became popular, was Toonami on Cartoon Network. Um, and that created the anime boom where then everybody was like into Zatch Bell, Yu-Gi-Oh! And that and Adult Swim, because like Adult Swim did Yu Yu Hakusho and uh, yeah. Samurai Sham uh, Samurai Shampoo and all those other uh, shows and stuff. Cowboy Bebop too, I think. But anyway, <laughs> socials. <laughs> Jump right into that. <laughs> you can find me 
uh, at Jonathan Keys on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you please. Please follow us at the first ones to die on all social platforms. Email us thefirstonestodie at gmail.com. We would love to hear your input, questions, feedback. Uh, speaking of feedback, if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast listener, go ahead and rate us five stars and leave us a review. It helps out a lot. If you're watching us on YouTube, go ahead and give us a thumbs up, comment, and subscribe. Jerome. You can find me at not Jerome Rhett on Instagram as well as at RoboZooMedia and at Jerome underscore the underscore show to see other stuff I'm working on creatively. And uh, I, I like I'm gonna get this right because I keep getting it wrong. Uh, my actual story actually doesn't come uh, from DC Comics. Uh, the DC New Talent Showcase comes out May 30th. <laughs> Finally, I've nailed down the date. May 30th is the actual release date of that story. Uh, and also pick up DC Power Number One. They just did a second printing because it sold out with the first printing. So that's awesome. Uh, so if you haven't gotten a chance to read it, read it. I have my copy. It's amazing. It's got some of the other uh, writers from the Milestone Initiative in it, uh, both writers and artists in it, uh, doing some great work. So pick up DC Power Number One at your local comic book shop right now. Uh, it is available. And then you know May 30th, pick up. Uh, DC New Talent Showcase Milestone Initiative to read my story and uh, as well as all the other ones from the other Milestone Initiative folks. So yeah. Um, and uh, also be on the lookout uh, on the YouTube channel for other content that you can't get on our audio streaming platforms for the first ones to die. Stuff like book reviews, mini reviews, gaming content, so much other stuff. So subscribe so you can be in the know of when that stuff comes out. And hit the notification bell as well. Uh, you can find me at Allison Gilby on Instagram and on TikTok. If you want to see more of Petter writing me, that would be a good place to see that all of that. Uh, you can also find the podcast of The First Ones Die, where I post little clips of the episode, what we might be reviewing next, and just, you know, my own little critiques of movies or shows that I'm watching or attempting to watch. Right. next week we TBD tune in for something <laughs> we'll be here just come join oh, us yes you just when you're listening to us it's just you love to be with us we don't, we could be talking about uh, the color of the moon and you would yes. have a good time the moon is it cheese us. is it not who knows? Only way to find out. Tune in for one of our pockets episodes. <laughs> Next week. All right. Color of the moon. <laughs> that was a long way to say bye, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs>